everyone. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. What about you? I'm doing good. I am excited for us to kind of wrap up this little journey we're on for you to find the ultimate Premier League club that suits you and mm-hmm. to follow that team for the rest of your life. Yeah, big decisions, man. But I think I've learned a lot in this process about all 20 teams in the Premier League, and I kind of have a better appreciation for most of them. <coughs> Manchester United, I don't have a better appreciation for you. But besides that, I think um, a lot of these teams are good options for anybody out there. It's just kind of about finding which team meshes best with the person you are and what you want as a fan, too, really. So, so we're yeah. going to dive into the final six teams that I'm considering. Let's wade into it. Um, Paul, do you want to go ahead and just hear from the top? I'll go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. So the six teams that Paul is considering for his final Premier League team are Arsenal. They are a club based out of North London. Um, we have Brentford, a club based out of West London. Um, we have Brighton. Based out of Falmer, they're Hove and Albion um, down on the south coast of England. Mm-hmm. And then we have Fulham. They are, con- you know, kind of middle ground between West, South London, right on the Thames. Um, a beautiful stadium from every everything that I've heard. Yeah. Um, and then Liverpool, which obviously based out of Liverpool. And then finally, we have Newcastle, which shockingly is based out of Newcastle. Yeah. Um, so these plot are, twist. Yeah, plot twist, right? So these are the top six teams that Paul's looking at to, you know, ultimately come up with one team that he's going to support. So uh, I guess we'll take a little break here and then dive right into it and we'll see right who he's going to decide to go with. Yep. We'll figure out. And then there were six. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to dive deep, 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 deep into this, and we're going to figure out... Pun intended? Yeah, and we're going to figure out what team, what club I'm going to follow for the rest of my life as a Premier League fan. Um, I cannot wait. Let's go along for this ride, All Paul. Right. Um, lead so us. So this is in no progressive order. I'll announce at the end of it what team I'm selecting to be a fan of. Okay, so are we going to, just for the listeners, so they know what to expect, we're going to go through this, describe all six, and then you're going to pick yours just so they yep. know, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that makes sense. Okay, so we're just going to start alphabetical order and work our way down. So we have Arsenal, the North London Club. A club, honestly, that I think aligns a lot with who I am as a person. Wouldn't you say, Luke? I would say so. I think that, you know, you have a couple of really good friends who are Arsenal fans. You've got um, a but I mean, like close a- affinity to kind of how they run their club. I think their overall goals as an organization. So, yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, how they... The style of football that Arsenal plays whenever they have a team that can execute it is something that I think a lot of fans enjoy, but that's something that I really want to see when I watch football. I want to see a beautiful brand. I want to see players being creative. And if you look at the players they've had over the last, like, 15, 20 years, I mean, Cesc Fabregas, you have, which, by the way, Cesc Fabregas, you owe me. I almost got in a fight with a man mm-hmm. outside of a bar because of you. But I stood up for you, a dog. A story for another time. I stood up for you, dog. <laughs> story for another time. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually told that in the pod once. Yeah, listeners can go back and find that if they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, um, Cesc Fabregas, um, Tyree Henry, all all these different, just like iconic players that stand out in their history. 
they're players I think that also kind of help me get into football a little bit more, just watching highlights and being around it. So it, it that makes sense. They're a London club. I've been to London and absolutely love London itself. So I mean, I think I think they're a very valid option, Luke. If you look at um, yeah, so. It's actually interesting. Arsenal haven't been relegated from a top division since 1913. What? That is an astounding yeah. fun fact for Arsenal. That's, That's a cool impressive. little fun fact, I think. Um, is that the longest time that someone has not been relegated, I guess? Has, I there, think there was one that was long. I think Everton, actually. I think no, Everton, Everton last time they were relegated was like 1950. Yeah, but they, they so what it is is Everton have more top flight seasons than Arsenal. But the last time they were relegated, because earlier on, because like, Arsenal, like, before 1913, I think they were relegated more. But Everton have more top-flight seasons. Than, that makes sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The, the distinction there. But, yeah, um, I, I think this is a – I'm going to throw a U.S. equivalent for Arsenal out there for you, Luke, and I think that, that – it, I think it fits pretty well. Um, what do you think of the Boston Celtics? The Boston Celtics – for Arsenal. I don't know, honestly. I think really? maybe historically it might make sense, but currently I think the way I view Arsenal is very different than I, the way I view the Celtics. And I think the way they differ is they're kind of, they are both very ingrained in their communities and the surrounding areas. But I think the way they're integrated into those communities is very different. And uh, historically... They have won a lot, so maybe, maybe, yeah. I think from it's a, a certain, certain perspective. I understand what you're saying. There's certain the certain the, characteristics I don't agree with that. Yeah, the I I understand what you're saying about Boston. I I get where you're coming from there, um, but for like if you just look at purely athletics and like titles, titles that kind of and like the brand they want to play, all that stuff like that that makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. No, I I get that. That does make sense. Okay. Um. Let me see. Do you have any questions about Arsenal for me? Anything um, you want to touch on? Yeah. I I think with these top six, I'm going to ask a couple more questions and kind of get a little more of your thought press on it. So, mm-hmm. with Arsenal, when you look at them, what is the first thing that when you're thinking about them as a club, you're going to follow? Why them? What makes you think Arsenal? I think it's kind of what I said to start this off, Luke. I think that they align with like. The existential nature of being an Arsenal fan really lines up with me <laughs> as a person, realistically, you know? Mm. Like, the highs and lows of an Arsenal fan and, all, like like I said, the brand of football they play. Okay. Yeah. And, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and the project they're building right now is very exciting, too, so. Yeah, definitely. With Arteta being there, I mean, the future is very bright, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's, that's all I have on Arsenal. With a couple of these other teams, I'm going to have a, a couple more questions than that. But yeah, um, do you want to go ahead and move down the list? Yeah, I think next we're heading to West London for Brentford. And this, um, Brentford snuck up on me, dude. I was surprised it made your top six, frankly. Yeah, like the um, just the way that they've built their club over the last like 10, 15 years and where they've gone to where they are now. And they're... Their ability to find diamonds in the rough of players that that they've turned into like massive assets or just the production they can get out of certain players and look who they hired as a coach. I mean, Thomas Frank probably is considered one of the 
not one of the best in the world, but for what he what he's doing with what he has, I mean, I think he has everybody's respect in the Premier League and other yeah. top managers in the world, mm-hmm. really. He seems very put. He has the air of a top Premier League manager. The yeah, way he carries yeah, he himself and everything about him, seemingly from what he projects out, seems like he's the top manager in the world. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree. Um, and also another another little draw um, to me about Brentford is that I think they actually have um, what's his face? What's the Oakland A guy? Oakland A's guys? Oakland A guy that Brad Pitt played? Um, the guy from Moneyball, um, Billy Bean. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that he consults with them for like. Um, what is it like their statistics department or however you'd clar- clarify that, which is kind of a cool little, um, cool little antidote there. So TIFO in conjunction with athletic, they produced a, excuse me, a short form little series where they dive deep on Brentford and how they run their analytics department. And that's mm-hmm. one of the direct correlations they make is, you know, the statistical analysis, trying to piece together a team from these undervalued assets that is something that they do exactly. So yes, I. It's yeah. a good video. You should check it out if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I think Brentford. Um, I love their their stadium. Like, I, it's it's like the atmosphere of their stadium is awesome. Like the videos I've seen, I've never been there in person, but it seems like it's a really fun place to watch a match. So that's that's also a big draw to me to be a fan of them. You know. Because I mean, you got to go back sometime soon. Got to go yeah. support the team you choose here, Paul. I know. You have to. No choice. And I, I guess I'll I just have, have to go this year. If I have to go with you, I mean, oh, God, I, I really don't want to, but I will if I have to. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would be terrible. I'm sorry. Really, we'll see if you get the invite. You're pulling teeth over here. <laughs> we'll see if you can get the invite, dog. All right. Um, any questions about um, Brentford for me? Um, I think a little bit. Um, do you feel like, because when you're talking about them, you kind of allude to, like, they're a little bit of an underdog. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're looking for in a team? Is someone who you know might not be recognized big as six. a big six, or you know, someone who's kind of fighting to get to a place? Yeah, I think that is something that catches my eye. It's not something necessarily that's make or break for me, but it would be. I have an idea in my head that I could end up being a fan of somebody, and then 50, like maybe five years, ten years, whatever it is. And to see them go from, like, the, I think the journey of being a fan of a mid-table team or of a, even a team that goes up and down from the Premier League, but then ends up becoming, like, top six dominantly. And maybe, like, a, like seeing a club grow from, like, a, let's just say, a three to a eight, that right. would be such a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure it would be. Um, it, it's also interesting, right? Looking at who you still have, you have Brentford and you have Fulham, two mm-hmm. major rivals, almost, you know, some yeah. would say bitter rivals at this point, but it's really interesting that you could go either way. And then when you go one way, the other one is going to be instantly just be the team that you probably can't, one of the top teams you can't stand in the Premier League. Yeah. 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 It's the dichotomy. A game, a game of margins, right? <laughs> Very fine margins, I think. Very fine margins. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I don't have any other questions if you want to move on to the next okay. one on the list. Okay, so we are heading to the coast next, and we're going to go visit Brighton. And this is kind of a team that whenever they had Graham Potter 
two years ago, right? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. I didn't get to watch them that much, just kind of in passing. But now, after last year, watching this Arby's team play, I absolutely fell in love with, with that team, with that club, with the fans. Like Everything about Brighton last year was great. And I also have to pump the brakes sometimes because I understand that every year won't be like that for Brighton. And that's something I have to balance. But that last year was so fun watching them play all these games. Really, me and Luke ended up watching a lot of their games because of FPL reasons. Like, I had McAllister and Matoma. He had um, Soli Marsh. So we we both were watching their games all the time. And they were just so enjoyable to watch. And really, it, it felt like there was, like, happiness and joy with how they played, you know? Yeah, I think that starts with Zerbi. From everything I've seen him yeah. say, he prioritizes developing his players, connecting with them as people. It really seems like he's creating a healthy, kind of enjoyable work environment. And from that, you get the best version of these players where mm-hmm. um, Evan Ferguson, a young player, he has opportunity, takes advantage of it. Um, and CISO comes on late in the season, you know, really plays well. Sully Marsh playing, you know, in a very different way than he has in the past. All of these things, like just so many good stories coming out of Brighton. So I can see exactly why you'd be drawn to them right now. Yeah. And another little cool um, tidbit here for you about Brighton is, is that, so they have one domestic cup and it's an FA charity show that they won in 1910. So could you imagine how much it would mean for a Brighton fan for them to win any trophy at all and honestly they, they they may have a decent shot this year i mean look at last year they were in the they what was were it, the... fa cup semis and they lost united on pins yeah that was that was painful because it really yeah, we, it were, felt in, like, we were in london for that one it felt like they were better than united honestly in the match and yeah. it just you know once you go to pins you never know what's going to happen yeah um but paul going back to a point you made a little bit ago Graham Potter was at Brighton last season. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> was, right. How long ago does that feel, right? And then, that's you know, crazy. Chelsea sent over, you know, a King's Ransom in gold for Graham Potter and his staff. Yeah. Um, Dude, but, can, you, can you really, like, it feels like five years ago that Thomas Tuchel and Conte I know. got into it. Like It does, doesn't it? It's just insane. I think that goes crazy. to show how long a Premier League season is. Yeah. Like it drags on for ten months. I know it's we gotta how, remember it's how a, crazy is that? It's, it's a just, marathon, not a sprint, you know? It is a hundred percent a marathon. Get those running shoes on. Gotta have that squad depth. You're gonna be running for a while for yeah. sure. Um yeah, I think this is a really good club for you. I would not be shocked to see you pick Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um but anything else you wanna kind of elaborate on with them? Um not really. I think Another thing to phrase in it, too, is that this is if Brighton was a stock we were going to buy, we'd be buying at the peak right now. If I bought them, there's a chance, but it's at an all time high right now. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So that does not bode well for Brighton being selected. I feel I, we'll I see. Mean, we'll see. You also know that I I also don't use my brain sometimes. too. So. That is a proven fact. I, I use my heart or my brain a lot. So. It, Brighton, Brighton's got a chance, man. And never let anyone make you change that, Paul. You're <laughs> perfect the way you are. <laughs> oh, thanks, Luke. That's, that's sweet of you. All right. On to the next. All right. So next we have Fulham, another London club. Um, Fulham, 
has always been a team that I've been aware of as an American soccer fan because of their, uh, I guess, their openness to having Americans on their team. And that's something that is a huge draw to me as a massive U.S. soccer fan. That if I know there's a club in London, which I said London honestly plays probably a pretty big role in where I want to select a team, that it kind of makes sense because I mean, like it, it's it's the same idea we were talking about with Brentford and Brighton. Like, if I could watch Fulham go from, say, a three-level Premier League team to a seven, that would be honestly probably more fun of a journey for me than if I were a fan of, say, Manchester United and they won the title every year. You know. Right, right. Like, you, you, there's just more threshold there to for exponential joy, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Fulham, right now they have two baby, two baby eagles there. Yeah, there, there's two, um, Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson. And they had a really good year last year. I mean, look at them. They were probably what – they were almost in a European spot before they had injuries and then – Well, no, it was not just that. It was Mitrovic losing his mind. Yeah, against um, United. And right? Marco Silva also being sent off and then – um, William with the red. Uh, so there was a lot they there and they just, they were the epitome of a team ready for the beach, <laughs> you know, yeah. but a really good year for Fulham last year. Though. Yeah. And they had nothing to play for, which is amazing, you know, to be promoted, go through that process of not having to worry about fighting for a rel for to stay in the Premier League to avoid relegation. That's amazing for them. Um, and it's yeah. a really good platform for them to build off. Of. <laughs> oh, Bless you. Luke just sneezed. Okay, go ahead. I'm good. You're good? good. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, for Fulham, that's basically all I have. Do you have any questions about that? Um, there's, so a, lot, I, there's a lot more technical questions, but I can do my own research on that. I think that Fulham, for one, the American connection is huge, right? I think that is... They are owned by an American, too. Yeah, and that's going to be big for you making your decision because I think... You want to be able to support, excuse me, a team where, you know, you care, value for the players, but having that built-in interest for players at this club, I think that will go a long way for you. Mm -hmm. So just what I'm going to say for now, but uh, on to the next ball. On to the next. All right, Luke, this is um, the next club is a team that I really wanted Christian Pulisic to end up on probably two years ago. It's a team I think that would have fit his mentality and it would have been a really good place for him to end up. And that team is Liverpool. You'll never walk alone. You'll never <laughs> walk alone. I which is honestly one of the coolest things. Like I, I love you'll never walk alone. Yeah, I think at some point we definitely need to make our way to Liverpool just to go to a yeah. state a match. Go to Anfield. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean like the atmosphere at the cop, everything, Anfield just seems like seems like it's out of this world it, it really feels like um it somewhat feels like Dortmund a little bit you know I yeah I, I think it's see the that. same kind of idea yeah. I think that's why mm. Klopp was kind of like why he gravitated there and he wanted to end up it would be really interesting uh, not interesting but I would it's different because historically all leagues kind of operate differently but the Bundesliga does such a good job with match day experience mm -hmm. throughout the entirety of the league I think the something really could work on a little bit more um, kind of foster that, you know, 
I don't know. I just feel like the atmosphere is electric for Bundesliga yeah. games. I've never been in person myself, but I would love to go and see if it holds up. Yeah, no, we, we should make a trip sometime. Um, but for Liverpool, Liverpool, the other things that really draw draw me there are um, like Klopp, the pool of players they have. I mean, it seems like Liverpool always seems to find in the last in the last five years, they've always found ways to reinvent themselves. And it tells me it's a club that's not afraid of change. They're not afraid to try new things, which is what I want as a fan. I want somebody that is open to opportunities and open to creating new ways to be a better a better club. You know, Agreed. and I, I think I think they're they're pretty they're pretty good about that. You know, well, something you had to consider. There are there were rumors of Mbappe being connected to Liverpool. If he goes Could you there, imagine how much of a bandwagon. I would if look like. he goes there, you will you have to make that decision now and tell everyone that you know that you're choosing Liverpool before he ever possibly got there. Yeah. Um, if he went to Liverpool, that would be madness. It would be. It would be. There's. It would be good for the Premier League. I would love the Holland and Mbappe rivalry to be in the Premier League. Just imagine, like. One scores forty two goals, one scores forty five, and is, and they're competing for the title. That would be so much fun. Yeah, it really would. And then you th- and you have the reinvention of the Liverpool Man City rivalry that's been going on the last five mm-hmm. years. Like, I think this season it's going to be oof. back. I feel like yeah, if anyone's going to falter, it might be City a little bit, and I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, City's losing a lot of depth, so we'll see. We'll see. I hope. I hope we have a five-team Premier League race title this year. Yeah, that'll be fun. You that'll can go ahead fun. and I wouldn't count on it though. Eject that. Um, any questions about Liverpool, Luke? Um, yeah, I was as you said. I was as you alluded to. I was very surprised that Liverpool made your list. I think that historically we always kind of Klopp has these turn of phrases and he yeah, tends he's a, to he's kind a of complainer. There's no question about it. Yeah. That's a little more direct than what I was going with. No, but he, I'm not even gonna lie. He's he does a little complainer. bit. So you know, Liverpool all it seems to be the butt of jokes sometimes because of that. And I feel like, you know, we've been guilty of that every once in a while, right? You know, who who hasn't been? Mm-hmm. So I was surprised to see them on your list because I feel like it's not someone that you've spoken highly about in the past. And obviously you respect what they're doing. You think that it's a good club, but I didn't think you'd be interested in supporting them in that way. Um, so I'm surprised. But also after your explanation and hearing why you want to do why you're thinking about supporting them, it, it does check out. It makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it, they there's just something about the Liverpool just like ethos. I know that really just kind of kind of interest me you know yeah no that's great that's awesome um all right shall we move on to the final team yes we're gonna go up north we're gonna go way 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 up north to newcastle and newcastle is a team that i really feel like is a sleeping giant right now because i mean if you if you look at them i mean one of uh, one of the big things that we have to put an asterisk around newcastle is 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 that they got bought two years ago by a Saudi investment fund, two or three years ago, whatever, whenever mm-hmm. it was, right? And to me, it's kind of like the Man City thing. There is an asterisk beside it because I mean, yes, they now have unlimited funds. They have the ability to buy whatever they want, and that does kind of taint whatever the thought process I have about that club. But in saying that, 
like the the attitude, the history, the just kind of what Newcastle who they are. I I actually really like that, Luke. For me, when I think of Newcastle, especially in these past like two to three years, seeing them when we first got in to soccer, and you know they're almost in a relegation fight, right? Like just struggling, kind of bottom table club, trying to find their way with all this history, and then you see them building, right? Building and building, and from the beginning, the passion from the fans was always there. You could see how much they mm-hmm. care about their club, how much you know they're willing to support them. I mean, the atmosphere at their matches is incredible. I would I would compare that to some of the Bundesliga matches. Yeah, St. You know, James Park is supposed to be one of the best venues to. Yeah, so I support. I think the underlying variable that I see here that I think would attract you to them is that fan passion and support for the club. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. that's. It, it it makes a lot of sense, you know. It, that's kind of hard to pass up on as somebody looking for a club to follow, you know. Seeing that much passion, it makes it makes it difficult to. My to question to you is: so one of the notes you made here was that Alan Shearer is the top Premier League goal scorer at two hundred and sixty goals. Mm-hmm. The question that raises to me: Do you think someone passes that goal threshold in the next ten years? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. I mean, I think it could be Harry Kane if he stays at Tottenham. I think it could be Holland in the next ten years if he. I mean, if he has years like. Do you think Holland's going to be around at City long enough? Because I think, I don't. Know. I've I've seen in interviews and from people around him that he has a very strategic way he wants to operate his career, and I think, I don't think he's going to commit the entirety of his best years to one club. I don't know. It, I mean, it, it depends on. I mean, he's already won a Premier League title. He's won what? A Champions League. Champions League, and then the FA Cup too. So I mean, that's already like all the trophies you can win in England besides the the Carabao Cup. Yeah, I mean, let's say that City go on a run where, counting last year, they win three of the next five Premier League titles. They win two more Champions League in that time. Champions Leagues in that time. I could see him moving on after like three or four years at City to Spain. Yeah, possibly. it would de- Barcelona. I or... unless something changes, I think he'd be going to Real. Yeah, he does seem like Real would. He be. he made comments about that, saying that whenever he was making his decision between City and another club, it was between Real. So it was between the two, and it was I think a very close race. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't love to see that honestly, but. For his career, I mean, it's his 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 career. Do whatever you mm-hmm. want, man. You know, yeah. I. But I do think if he stays in the Premier League for the next ten years, he will catch that record of two sixty. Yeah, yeah. I and I do. I don't know. I hope Harry Kane stays, but I am not convinced he's going to. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I think it seems like Tottenham really don't want to sell him, but if Bayern Munich throw out a number there that they can't say no to, then you know everybody has their number. If the price is right. <laughs> Well, great. That's awesome, Luke. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we can wrap right here on the on the six clubs, and then we'll come back after a brief little break, and I will reveal. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a little bit. All right. The moment is here, Luke. But we're gonna kind of invert it a little bit, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Luke 
since he knows me the best of probably anybody in the world, he's going to try to guess which club I am picking to follow. Yes, I am. And I'm going to guess correctly, I think. <laughs> you think you are? I've Well, out of the top six, I think I can pretty assuredly knock out three clubs. Okay, go ahead and knock them out then. So originally, just for anyone who might just be tuning in, Paul's top six, six clubs are Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead I get nervous with everyone listening. <laughs> no, you don't. You're doing a great job. Keep going. I'm I don't. You're right. So top six clubs that Paul has for, um, for his selection. Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Fulham, Liverpool, and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I think that I can go ahead and take out Brentford, Liverpool, mm-hmm. and Newcastle. I don't think you're going to follow any three of those clubs. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're correct, sir. Okay. All right. So Sorry, that, guys. You that leaves the, it. You didn't make the final cut. That leaves it to three more clubs. That is Arsenal, Brighton, and Fulham. I think we can take Brighton off the list next. Yes, I'm sorry, Brighton. All right, Brighton is gone, so we're down to Fulham and Arsenal. And the team that Paul will be selecting is going to be Arsenal. Dun-dun-dun, you are right. We knew that's where this was going. I think it was kind of written in the stars, you know. It was. Okay, so let's go through your thought process. Obviously, you described the club and everything, but ultimately, what was the deciding factor for you in this decision? The... The fact, one of the main things really is, like I said, the ethos of the club. I think it agrees with me as a person, but also the nature of like one of my best friends is an Arsenal fan. I have other friends that are Arsenal fans too. So like having a shared community of people to like be a fan with, it's also a big thing too, you know? And, and it's also something like, I think one of the main things that I was struggling with to make this whole decision was something that I've talked about a lot of this podcast is following a mid-level team or a top six club that was a big discussion going on in my head the whole time and the reason why i went with arsenal is because and it's not even something where i think they're going to be at the top all the time which they may not be they probably will be but they may not be they're just it's just a club that i could see myself enjoying following for the rest of my life and i think i think it's always going to be interesting i think it's always going to be fun it definitely so, will always be interesting. I think that you are never never going to fail to have entertainment as far as it goes with Arsenal. Yeah. You know, it's such a big club. There's so many so many positive things I think they're doing too, right? Like, you know, the way they're running themselves, but they also try to prioritize their community, um, integrate all these really cool programs to connect mm-hmm. with the people within their communities. And I, I just, I think it's a good pick. I like, I respect yeah. it. Yeah. I think another big thing too was the um, what was it the documentary that was on Arsenal the All or Nothing, mm-hmm. seeing like a little backdrop of the club and the people behind the scenes and all the other stuff like the players, the coaches, the training staffs, all that stuff. I mean, it, it kind of probably not jaded my perspective, but it gave me like a personalized view of all these people, and it just seemed like it was something that kind of meshes well with me as a person. So. That's amazing. Well, I'm very excited for you. It's it's a big choice that you've just made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish you well this coming Premier League season. It's going to be having even more on the line will be yeah, something that's going to be, uh, you know, 
it's going to be difficult for you. And I'm going to be honest, we're going to be visiting Kyle, a big Man City fan very soon. <laughs> yeah. You might not come back from that trip. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'll have to ease my way into we, it. We need to get you an Arsenal kit so you can wear it whenever um, we first see him. <laughs> yeah. I think we can I, arrange that. You know, I, like, do you know whose kit I'm going to get? Uh, I want um, you. To, we're gonna play another guessing game. I want you to guess who's the first. Who, what is the first kit you're the gonna first get? First Arsenal? Arsenal kit. I'll buy. Him. Um. Oh. Oh. The Odegaard. <laughs> Actually, no. Really? No. No. You, I can't believe you're missing this, Luke. Oh, it's gonna be Ballo. Maddie T. Oh, Maddie T. What? How, how did you miss that? You can't get an actual jersey of his though. It's a goalkeeper jersey. Can you not? Can you not get a Turner kit? That's I like, don't think you could, but it doesn't feel right. Uh, you have to get. Have well, to then get it'll have to be Odegaard. I thought I could buy a regular kit for Matt Turner God, or whatever. Motherfuck. Oh, whatever. So disappointing. Whatever you. Everybody in this podcast knows about my love for Odegaard, so I will probably I'll be buying his. Yeah, Odegaard it is. That sounds like a good selection for you. You've always really appreciated him and thought he was really yeah. great. So, makes sense, but. All right. Well, the decision is made. The people know. The people know. How does it it's feel? Out there. It feels good. Honestly, it feels, I feel a little, um, it's a little cathartic, you know, to kind of yeah. just throw it out there in the world. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're riding with, you know? Dang. Well, that's very exciting, Paul. Um, I don't know how much more we have to follow up on that decision now that it's yeah. out there. Um, I think, you know, we'll just see how the people react to it. Obviously, I expect Arsenal's Twitter account tweeting soon. Um, I think maybe Ian Wright might make a statement. Um, uh, we'll re- reach out to Ryan from um, Stadio. Yeah, there's. Let know. We we gotta let the people know. <laughs> let the people know. The people, man. <laughs> people in power will really want to know about this. So whenever soccer releases a statement about it, um, it's really gonna probably. Whoa, whoa, that's too far. Release. That's too far. Socket too far. <laughs> too, far. too far. <laughs> too far. Fine, whatever. When when Matt Turner puts out his statement, I think it'll actually like feel real, you know. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. No, that that one checks out. I think, yeah. yeah. But until that moment, it's not real. <laughs> until that moment, it's not real. <laughs> Just kidding. It, this this is this is what it is, you know. All right, well, Luke. Um, so I think later this week we'll actually have another pod dropping. We are. We're going to be having a couple new guests on the pod mm-hmm. um and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be drafting fpl teams they're going to draft them independently from us um and then they're going to come on tell us why they're selecting their teams and i cannot tell you why they're going to select them <laughs> at all because so we don't know buckle up for the ride um it's going to be fun <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll be a good time. You'll get to meet um, a couple of our favorite people. So yeah, yeah, we're. I think everyone's looking forward to it, and we we hope you guys are as well. But I don't really think we have anything else to share for the rest the remainder of this pod. So how yeah. about we just end it here? Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.